Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Welcome back. Happy to have you here uh, on this Halloween on a Tuesday. Okay. I am in, um, mostly for show prep purposes, a lot of Facebook groups for various areas of the Metro including for Casey North. And if you are in this group already, you probably saw this post that I saw this morning. It raises a question. I don't know how often this happens, but I've never seen this question asked before. Okay. I, I appreciate um, the, the capitalism involved here and, and, and this person's question. And we're gonna, well, I'm going to edit this a little bit because they get pretty direct about what happened here. Uh-huh. Um, Here's what they said. Um, and again, needing some advice here. I let my dogs out this morning and went to get my child ready for school. A few minutes later, I heard yelping. So I ran to my back door to discover my Great Dane in the throes with the Great Dane from two doors down. <laughs> you, you don't like the word mounted? I don't, not with dogs. <laughs> I don't like the visual that, that goes okay. with that. All but right. I didn't have a better alternative to it um okay so this neighbor that's writing in has the female dog if that wasn't obvious yeah so the question she asked is if she is indeed pregnant is there any legal way to make the other dog's owner pay for my dog's doctor visit <laughs> i don't have pets uh-huh. But that's partially why I love I love this. I love that it occurred to this neighbor. Wow. Who thinks that her dog, his or her, I don't know if it's male or female because it's anonymous. Yeah. Um, an anonymous post. But I love that one of the questions, again, this just happened this morning. I love that one of the first things that comes to mind is the bills that are going to come from the maybe pregnant dog going to the doctor. Oh, yeah. And let me tell you something about vet bills. Wow, can that get expensive fast? So it's a valid concern. Um, uh, Yeah, and and this has no bearing on whether you could make the other person pay. I mean, I'm sure you could go to small claims court and at least try it out. Mm -hmm. um, If you you know, yeah, because that's a a point of law that I have no idea about, one of many. Uh, But yeah, if you know whether there's a case there, then give us a call, 913-586-7798. Um, but yeah, my thought would be if you don't have your dog fixed, right? Generally, the reason why you wouldn't do that is because you're planning on breeding your dog, which is also mm-hmm. a money-making proposition. And given the fact that both dogs were the same breed, if that's a purebred Great Dane, 
that <laughs> was getting busy with with the other <laughs> purebred Great Dane. I don't have a phrase for it. I actually like so. yeah <laughs> that that those puppies would probably be worth some money. Um, you know, even if you hadn't planned on doing that, you may end up with some kind of windfall out of that anyway. Boy, that raises another interesting question. Then, as we go way deep into this one, if um, if you're right, if this ends up being a a purebred purebred Great Dane, does the owner of the male dog is the owner of the male dog entitled to money <laughs> or entitled to something for the offspring? To half of what you get, yeah. At that point, he would almost be roping himself into paying for half of the vet bills and all of that, right? But that I, I likely, I mean, if they both are you know desirable uh, dogs with papers and all of that. And they can show all of that. Uh, I don't know. What do you figure? Great Dane, four or five hundred dollars a puppy, something like that. So I have to look. That would probably cover whatever vet bills would come if you have a litter of seven or eight dogs. Sure. Okay. Someone just so some of you have seen this post. I saw this early this morning. I'll, I need to go back and look and see what comments there have been. But some of you have seen this. Someone on the text line said the woman commented later in the post that with Great Danes, you're not supposed to have them fixed until later. And this was the dog's first time in heat. Ah, okay. All right, so she, maybe she wasn't planning on breeding the dog. Um, but even at that, that doesn't mean you can't. You know, that you can't make some money out of the puppies if the dog does indeed end up pregnant here. Uh, fill me in. What, how, how, how does this work? Has anybody ever gone after doggy child support or doggy whatever? from the other doggy parent. Oh, now we've got the conspiracy theorist coming in. Somebody said, what are the odds that two people in one neighborhood have the same kind of purebred dog, especially a Great Dane? That can be like having your next door neighbor have a St. Bernard and so do you. Well, yeah, depending on where you live, I guess. Um, but it's not completely out of the question. I, I think that, uh, well, like, I mean, there's a zillion golden retrievers around here. That seems to be the dog of choice. So, uh -huh. yeah, maybe Great Dane isn't, but it can happen. Let's go to Cheryl in Kansas City up next. Hi, Cheryl. Hi. I just wanted to put in a, a little blurb there. It's actually against the law to have a female dog in season outside unless you're standing right there with them. It is? It is. Because it makes the boy dogs go crazy within about five miles. Oh yeah, and they all start howling and all that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, no, they I'm aware. Will jump their fences and go to wherever that dog is. Okay. They can attack people because they lose their minds. <laughs> I was going to make okay. a joke about men, but I, I'll just leave it sit there. Everybody's thinking it anyway. Um, yeah, I, I, I didn't know. So is it the kind of thing you can get like ticketed for or something if yes. you do that? Yeah, Animal I control. Yes. Gotcha. Definitely. All right. Okay. Thank you, Cheryl. Thanks, Cheryl. Okay, so I'm on the original post now. And thank you to the texter who noticed that sometime after I saw it, she did edit the post a little bit and said, uh, we didn't know she was in heat. She isn't spayed because it was recommended to wait until we have her tummy pin gastropexy surgery. So they can is. spay her at the same time okay. and then asks, if she is indeed pregnant, what liability is on the other owner? Let me just tell you, 241 comments on this so far. <laughs> Since this morning. People are serious about their dogs. Oh, I, yeah, I'm not surprised. Um, People are serious about telling this person your dog should have been spayed, oh, and which listen, is probably why she edited the post. Listen to this. I, boy, was I lowballing. Apparently, according to somebody on the text line, Great Dane puppies that are registered, depending on the bloodline, can go anywhere between two and $5,000 each. Wow. Depending on male or female. Wow. 
Okay. I, again, I, I have absolutely every reason to believe that you know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> even a pet quality dog going for two grand, I guess. Wow, people have a lot of money. Okay. One of the comments on this, on the Facebook post, compares it to if a woman were to be sexually assaulted and you're not on birth control and get pregnant, then is it your fault? Which is, I can't believe that that's where the conversation went, but welcome yeah. to welcome to Facebook. I'm not comfortable with comparing women to dogs. No, I'm not either. And I can't believe that this man, because it's a man that did it, was. What a shock. Yeah. <laughs> um, somebody else posted the city code saying you're both violating city code. I have a question about the other dog, about why the other dog wasn't neutered. Or penned up better. Yeah. Yeah, again, we're we're just thinking about the dog that may be pregnant now. What about the other one? Why not? Why wasn't that one? And we don't know how old that dog is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> someone's telling this person, get an attorney. If a dog has jumped a fence to get to your dog, there are repercussions. Like if a child jumped a fence to assault your kid just because they were dressed a certain way. Gosh, why does it go always that way? Um, if you rehome the puppies, the neighbors will have no rights to them or the money received from them. Huh. So they're saying you can get money out of him because he didn't pen his dog up and he's uh -huh. entitled to nothing. Yeah, I, that, that's the kind of thing that I think could probably be solved with a phone call. Yeah. You know what I mean? That it's like, okay, why don't you ask him? In, instead of saying, okay, what are my rights here? It's good to know that. I mean, it, it, the question is a valid question, but just go over to the guy's house, knock on his door and say, okay, here's the situation. What are we going to do? If it turns out that this is the case, that she, in fact, does get pregnant from this, what do you think is fair? Um, is there such a thing as, um, uh, is there a certain period of time after a dog becomes pregnant that you can terminate the pregnancy without it? Oh, uh, I'm sure. You know? Yeah, but, you could. But, yeah, I mean, even that's going to have a big bill attached to it. What is the category of specialty for the lawyer that you call <laughs> that handles this? Oh, I never thought dog abortion would come up on the show, but apparently it has. <laughs> or doggy child support <laughs> yeah. is kind of what we're talking about here, too. Uh-huh. Um, somebody asked whose property was it, was it on. It was on the woman's property who wrote the note. It, the the yeah. other dog jumped her fence to get into the backyard to get to her dog. Mm -hmm. Yes, the jumping the fence thing is an issue. Also, apparently, um, phone lines are ringing. We'll take a break. We'll get to more of your comments on this. Uh, we'll be back here in a couple of minutes on KMBZ. I am just getting such a kick out of this conversation. Again, things I never thought I would say out loud at work, doggy child support, uh, which is basically the question here that was asked on a Facebook page for an area community. It was posted by someone anonymous, so I don't know who it is. It's gotten 240 comments so far, and it's a person who said, uh, real briefly, she said, I let my female Great Dane out this morning, went inside to get my child ready to leave, heard yelping outside, went to check it out, and it turns out the neighbor's male Great Dane has mounted my female Great Dane. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank uh, you. And she's now wondering, that the question she asked was, if this produces puppies, if my dog is pregnant, 
is the other neighbor on the hook for some of the doctor bills. Yeah, and there's so much more that, that you've added into this conversation <laughs> via the text line and that we've kind of, you know, just our heads are spinning just a little bit because there's a lot more to this than there would at first seem. But if you want to jump in, 913-586-7798, we'll go right to it. And Greg is in Carney. Hi, Greg. Hey. What do you Great think about this one? Are, Great Danes are susceptible to blow. The surgery she's talking about is where they stitch their stomach down to the bottom of their abdomen oh. so that it doesn't flip over. So with a Great Dane, the biz- biggest expense with surgeries is knocking them out because they're so big. So it's recommended that, one, you got to wait till they have their first heat to get them fixed, and it's it's easier to get them fixed and do the the stomach surgery at the same time because it's one cheaper and two you get two problems solved at the same time yeah and you only have to knock them out once which can be dangerous too so yeah that makes all the sense in the world thank you exactly you're welcome all right appreciate it um yeah so who pays who pays who is is there a because the person that put the post up is asking legally if i really want to pursue this Mm -hmm. Does that neighbor have to pay me money? To which, again, we asked, if the puppies are worth something, do you have to give the neighbor money? And are you willing to? And even that is something that, to your point from earlier, not everybody wants to go through it, even if you can make money out of it. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you figure, okay, if it's two to $5,000 a puppy, let's call it 3500 and just make it an even number. So mm-hmm. 3500 times eight would be, let's see, 7,000 times four, uh, 20, well, that's $28,000. That's not an insignificant amount of money. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, for, for 28 grand, not everybody would want to go through the hassle of having them. But if you do, then th- that can pay for the surgery that you're going to have afterward and everything else. Uh, and presumably, probably for everything that is th- that might happen to incur vet bills in between now and then. Is it obvious that a dog is in heat. If you've Not ever to seen us, it to before, other dogs, yeah. Okay, because one of the things she said was it wasn't obvious to me. I didn't know that she was in heat because there was no blood. Is that something that happens? Um, I think that happens afterward. Okay, I again never never. I grew up with cats. Yeah. Right. Cat. It's painfully obvious that a cat's in heat. Right. You you absolutely know it because they they don't shut up. They, <laughs> they they're whining all the time. Sure. Yeah, so because a couple of you were saying, if you know the, the dog's in heat, keep the dog inside. Well, I mean, yep. you still got to let the dog out for a couple of minutes, but I mean, control that more if you know the dog's in heat. She didn't know the dog was in heat. Yeah. And the other dog was able to jump the fence. I'm hung up on the jumping the fence part. Yeah, clearly. I mean, if, if she had her dog behind a fence, it's hard to hold her responsible for the, the fact that the dog got pregnant. Um, so, yeah, if that's on him. I don't know. I, I, I still think the, the best way to do this is going to be just go knock on the guy's door and have a conversation with him. Then if he turns into a belligerent jerk about the whole thing and says, no, I'm not paying you anything. Sorry, lady. That's when you can pursue the legal aspect of it. See what Richard and Lawrence thinks. Hey, Richard. Hello. How are you doing? All right. How you doing? Good. Hey, I've raised purebred dogs for a lot of years back when I was a little younger. And uh, this stuff does happen. You can't keep your eyes on them all the time. I've had of shepherd that hopped a neighbor's fence and hit on his golden retriever. And I've had a purebred dog of mine that got hit up by that same shepherd. Okay. But basically you just take him to the vet and you get him a, a shot 
and it puts them in like a superheat for another two weeks, but they don't get pregnant. So it's really pretty simple to solve for the cost of a minor vet visit. So there doesn't need to be puppies and there doesn't need to be lawsuits and all that. So they just need to be sensible and go get their dog taken care of. All right. Sounds good. And so what did you say the, the charge for that might be? It's, I mean, it's a vet visit and a shot. So, so whatever your vet charges, I yeah. use a farm vet, so it doesn't cost me much. Oh, good. Okay. I'll go to an, go to an office vet. I'm, I don't know what, probably 100 bucks or where, something. Where do I, I find me one of them farm vets? <laughs> uh, you got, uh, well, I've had him for a long time. All right. Richard, <laughs> thanks. Yeah. That's, thanks, uh, boy, some of those bills can be just unbelievable. I'm learning things about dogs on the text line that I didn't really need to know. Um, but somebody just said... No, there it is. Dogs in Kansas are considered to be property. I don't know if this is Kansas or Missouri side. Uh, She could sue the neighbor in small claims court for property damage. (laughs) I like that. Since her neighbor's property caused financial damages. We're comparing this like as if they they hit your garage with their car. Yeah. Well, kind of. Yeah. And I can see it. I mean, if if they really are, and I think that's right. I think they are considered just property the same as your garage would be. Then, uh, yeah, that's how the law would see it. So she might be entitled to something. <laughs> okay, we're invested in this now, so I'll wait and see um, if if there is a resolution to that and what uh, what that ends up being. All right, I want to pick on self-checkouts here for just a second. Um, Business Insider had the story this morning, as if we don't already loathe the experience of the self-checkout, Walmart now wants you to take a survey at the end of that experience telling them to rate your experience on the self-checkout, which is just prime for prime for jokes there. Oh, goody, keep me there longer, please. That's what I want. And what customers are, are finding is that they're also having a difficult time just getting through the survey. They said it's unclear what the survey is meant to evaluate, especially when it happens after a self-checkout experience. Like somebody said, like, you want me to tell you how well you think I did? in the self-checkout yeah i i'm a big fan of me i i think i did great there i was really impressed with the way i scanned all of that stuff (laughs) um and so then it led to a lot of people going onto reddit just to complain about the self-checkout experiences a couple of walmart associates said the pressure to have each customer fill out the survey came from store managers and it's a way for them to judge how they're doing they have a supposed to hit a 4.6 out of five stars Uh uh-huh Yeah, uh, here's how ridiculous that is. You know what people are going to do? Five stars, five stars, five stars, five stars. Can I have my receipt now so I can leave? (laughs) Or the opposite. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Zero stars or one star or whatever, right. Uh, They're not going to get any useful information out of that at all. Yeah, I wonder if it ever works. I want to be gone. That's why I (laughs) came here to the self-checkout is I want to get out of this place as fast as I possibly can. And if you do anything to keep me here longer, it's going to, yeah, you're right. They actually, they probably will get more one-star reviews because people are like, I was fine until you asked me to do this stupid survey. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And the person that's really going to be annoyed is the one that comes after you because you could just walk away. If you're at the self-checkout, as long as you paid, you just walk away. Sure. That was your experience. It's the person behind you that has to deal with your survey that's there. To, to make it get off the screen. Right. Yeah. Oh. Make it go away. I don't even Why? like it where, um, I don't know if you've had this happen, but on a phone call with customer service, or this happens to me more on a chat with customer service, they want you to rate the experience after. I'm like, no, I don't. This was already too long. I don't want to rate. And then I'm like, do you really want me to rate the experience? Yeah. Because 
this took a while and I'm not happy. I was on hold for 45 minutes before I got to a person. Let me tell you how many stars you're about to get. Yeah, I, I just wonder how much useful information they actually get out of those. They It must do something for them because everybody has them. I'm sure it gets them a bonus. If they hit that whatever yeah. it is, that 4.6 out of 5 stars, whatever they're expected to do, if they do that, then, oh, yes, you get a nice little bonus check. A couple of you have said the screen times out after 20 seconds that it goes away if you just don't do anything. That's 20 seconds too many. <laughs> um, yeah, know. that's a long time to be standing there having to wait. One Mississippi, two Mississippi. No, no. Again, we don't need the self-checkout experience to be any more drawn out than it already is. So, all right, we'll take a break here. Uh, coming up, we have a list of the 20 most expensive movie props ever sold. If you had the money, what would you go after? Get to that coming up next here on KMBZ. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Happy Halloween. Thanks to avclub.com for having the place where I don't have to look at the slideshow to be able to see all these. <laughs> yeah, you can see them. Unfortunately, to see what the numbers are behind them, uh, you do. But yeah, you can at least see what the list is. So this is the list of the 20 most expensive movie props ever sold. Didn't we talk about an auction a couple of months ago? Was it to benefit um, the strike, like the striking writers? Yes, yeah, of they, some of the movie props. There were there were some movie props. There were also some movie stars that would do things for you. Like there was a, mm -hmm. a movie star that was going to paint a picture of your John Lithgow was going to paint a picture of your dog. I need to find the site because it was strange things that yeah it was it was um, somebody will read you a bedtime story. I mean it was stuff like <laughs> yes, that. Right. It was very odd. Not on this list. A lot of the stuff on this list um, is older. 
Oh, but yeah, uh, uh, and, and it depends. I mean, obviously, movie history is now 100 and some odd years old, so there's a lot out there. Um, things like the the ruby slippers. There were actually, I'm trying to remember how many pair of ruby slippers there were in The Wizard of Oz. I don't remember the number, but it was significant. It was more than you would think that they would have needed. It was you know, like 15 right. pair or 20 pair or something like that of ruby slippers. Uh, some of them are on display. One of them is on display at MGM Studios in Florida. There may be another one. I'm sure there probably is at MGM Studios in California. Um, but yeah, every so often, some of them are privately held. Uh, and every so often, a pair of the original ruby slippers used in The Wizard of Oz will go on sale. And that did make the list. That's one of the ones that's on here. So we can go through some of these. If you had unlimited money, what would you want? Yeah. And what would you do with it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, putting it on display is one thing, but... Um, I'll tell you of what's on the list. Is there anything that sticks out to you that's on the list that you thought, boy, you know, I can actually find a place in my place for that? Um, I'll be honest. A lot of these, I don't know what they are. Okay. Because I haven't seen some of these movies. The one that caught me is the most odd is the dance floor in Saturday Night Fever. Yeah. That's uh, kind of cool. I kind of like that somebody thought of that. But what would you do with it? What do you put it in your basement, you know, and, and just set it up down there? Yeah, you're not going to walk on it. <laughs> yeah. And it's going to be big. Yes. And, and yeah, I mean, having the lights going and all of that, it, it would be a cool thing to have. But yeah, that was kind of my line of demarcation with a lot of this stuff as well is how big is it? Mm -hmm. It's one thing if it's a car, because number 21 on the list is the 007 Aston Martin DB5 that was used in Goldfinger and Thunderball. Yeah, and that's the car. A lot of that stuff works. Kind of like mm -hmm. um, I remember hearing when the auction happened that the bulletproof uh, the bulletproof thing that pops up out of the trunk and covers the back window that mm -hmm. that actually works. It's not really bulletproof. It's just steel. Um, right. And and the the little uh, the machine guns that come out from behind where the turn signals are those really do pop out and make noise. But it's not real guns. It's that, it. that's a movie prop. It's stuff like that. But just to have that. I mean, that's that's a major, major want of an item. But my problem with buying a car that's that got that kind of movie pedigree, I'd be terrified mm -hmm. to drive the thing. That's what I mean. Like Sam's piano from Casablanca is yeah. on here. You're never going to play it. Right. <laughs> the Maltese Falcon from the original Maltese Falcon. I remember that sold fairly recently as well within the last 10 years and got a huge amount of money. The one that I would love is there is a when the when the original 1977 Star Wars was made, most of what was in there that you see is these massive spaceships are all little models. They're right. you know they're a foot long or two feet long or something like that. And they have the one that was Luke Skywalker's X-wing fighter, the model. And again, it's only you know maybe eight inches or or twelve inches long, but it's got the little R two D two in the back of it because remember R two was running the controls while Luke was out there doing his thing. Um, and, and it's, it's all of the distressed, all the work they had to do to the model to make it look like it wasn't brand new and shiny. Mm -hmm. It, it looks amazing. And to have that, the, the real one from the movie in your hutch <laughs> would be amazing, but boy, is it going to cost you? So we have, uh, I thought of Colin, the lightsaber from a new hope in the empire strikes back for Luke Skywalker. 
That could be a chick magnet for you. Definitely. A little bit better than the one you've got up on your wall right now. Is the it still up on your wall? two other ones that I have. Two. Not just the one. Yep, because you got them up on the wall crossed, right? No, because they fell. Oh, they fell. That's right. I forgot. <laughs> but that was that was the original display. And No, they weren't crossed. They were just... They oh, just like one above the other? Okay. Yeah. Uh, it, looked, it looked cool. Just Darth, throwing that out there. Darth Vader's helmet and mask from The Empire Strikes Back, which is by far the best of any of those movies, by the way. Um, I think the one on here I would have the least interest in is David Selznick Oscar. David Selznick's Oscar from Gone with the Wind. Yeah. Best picture. It, eh. It's not my thing for movies anyway. Eh. Yeah. And okay. And to have somebody else's Oscar. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Nah, that, that doesn't mean much. I want something that was in the movie. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's, yeah. That, I mean, the, the ideal for me would be Christine. Um, there are three, to the best of my knowledge, there are three original movie cars, one of which, because they destroyed a lot of them. They destroyed 27 cars in that movie. Um, but there are three of the original Christine 1958 Plymouths. One is owned by John Carpenter, who directed the movie. One is privately owned, uh, and it sold at Meekum not all that long ago. And then there was one other one that I think is, it still belongs to one of the other original prop guys or something like that. Of everything on this list, I think the piano is the coolest thing on here. Sam's Especially because I, yeah. I like piano. I just think that would be a cool, th- and it'd be a cool thing to display. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah, the, the the piano from Rick's Cafe American. Uh, there's a couple of dresses in here. Do Audrey Hepburn's dress from My Fair Lady uh-huh. is on the list? Marilyn Monroe's dress from the Seven Year Itch. That's the one that if you see the Marilyn Monroe statue and she's wearing the white dress, where she steps over the grate and the mm-hmm. and the wind comes up from the grate and blows her dress up. It's that dress. That I can see. Oh, I even I miss number twenty. Robbie the robot from Forbidden Planet. Yeah. Oh, it, giant. Again, where would you mm-hmm. put it? But to have that, that costume in your house on display, that would be amazing. You just have to build a bigger house to get it in there. Do you have the amounts on these? How much these sold yeah, for? Yeah, I'd, I'd have to go back to the to the list because, like I said, they're they're, they're listed on there, but they're on the slides. Uh, any particular one you're interested in? Because I can try no, to jump to it. No, but I'll go back to. Um, uh, yeah, like the piano, the dance floor. Like, what did the dance floor go for? Um, well, I can tell Number you the, the the breakfast at Tiffany's one, uh, the dress that Audrey Hepburn wore in that, $920,000. Okay. And you said it was number nine was the one? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, the dance floor for Saturday night, $1.2 million. Wow. Okay. I, I'm coming back to that. Like, maybe hang it on your wall. <laughs> and have all Can the lights get flashing. It, yeah, glued together and hang it on, on the wall of a bedroom or something. Here's another one that, yeah, I guess, well, sure. Yeah, I mean, if it's yours, you can do whatever you want with it. Um, number eight is the another Bond car, the Lotus Esprit submarine car that they used in The Spy Who Loved Me. That was, uh, I think that was the second Bond movie I ever saw in the theater. And absolutely fell in love with that car not just because it could go underwater but because it just looked great that little white lotus esprit mm-hmm. great car this is maddening because i think this list goes it's in order but it's very very slow to try to work i just want to see what the most expensive thing on the list went through but it's oh. going to take me 20 minutes to get there well uh 1.3 million is julie andrews dress from the sound of music the uh where she sings do re mi Mm-hmm. Uh, 1.54 million is David O'Sell's next best picture Oscar, the one you said you didn't want. Uh, the <laughs> ruby slippers, last pair of ruby slippers that sold was 2 million. 
2.760. It looks like these these actually go up by mm-hmm. how far into the list they are. Uh, the R2-D2 from several of the movies, the actual R2-D2 was 2.76 million. Let me get up to number 21, which is the last slide on the list. I'm working my way through. The piano from Casablanca was 3.4 million. The Aston Martin was, was number one uh, in terms of money at six. Uh, oh, boy, it just went away. Six point, I believe it was six point seven million dollars. I'll get there, but it's slow. Yep. Um, okay. Okay. I mean, if you have the money and you are a collector of movie memorabilia. Six point four, pardon me. Yeah. Six point okay. four for the DB five. Oh. John, I assume that you have never been to um the salt mine, the salt mines in Hutchinson. I've driven by. I've never been inside, no. You would so appreciate it because um, I can't think of, it's the salt mine, but there's another word for it. Um, because salt is such a good preservative, preser- preservative, right? Yeah. That and, word doesn't and, sound right and, coming out. And desiccant. It, it, it keeps water yeah. from building up anywhere. Yeah. So when you get to the end of that tour, they show you the movie costumes and TV costumes that they have preserved down however far in those salt mines. And it's super cool just to see all those perfectly preserved in these mines i would love to yeah uh to that end there's also in uh, in the salt mines uh north of detroit there are movie reels dating back to you know harold lloyd and and uh and and you know um just you know all the old silent films all the way through like movies like the original film for Casablanca and the original film for uh, the wizard of Oz and all of these movies that are kept there for exactly the same reason. Cause movie film gets moldy. The last thing you want is any kind of moisture around it at all. Uh, okay. So they keep I didn't know that it, it gets moldy. Yeah. Yep. Uh, movie film will. And uh, like magnetic tape, like we used to use to tape hours worth of programming. Yes. That, that stuff also gets moldy uh, and you have to bake it to get the mold off. What is it made of that, that will go bad? Uh, movie film is celluloid. Uh, so I don't, okay. I don't know why it gets moldy particularly unless it's just like anything else. And uh, yeah, with magnetic tape, it just has a tendency. If you leave it someplace humid, then mm-hmm. it'll start growing mold almost right away. Huh? I did not know any of that. Yeah. Um, thank you to the texter Stratica is what the salt mines are. Nice. And they apparently go, I mean, the museum is in Hutchinson. They apparently go all through Kansas. In fact, we've got them here uh, because we've got storage units here that you can buy that goes down into those. But that's where that museum is. And it's one of the dorkiest, coolest things I've ever done is to go through that um, and do that tour. So, all right. Well, thanks everybody for getting in here. Uh, All right, we'll take a break here. We'll wrap today's show on this Halloween next on KMBZ. Phone number 913-586-7798. John has to go get candy for Halloween (laughs) when he leaves the radio station. If you've been out in grocery stores in the last hour, who's got it? Yeah, we could definitely use the advice. Where uh, where is he headed after this? Okay, Uh, once again, we have a story about, this seems to be the year for this, about the Halloween decorations that are lewd or obscene. It just seems like this year we've got more of these stories than ever before. And here's another one just uh, just outside of Tacoma. Yeah, if you remember the, the last one we talked about uh, earlier this week, it was, if, if memory serves right, it was in Kansas. It was uh, out west of here someplace. And a, a guy just, oh, no, I'm sorry, it wasn't. It was in Utah. Uh, that, that's yes. why we were laughing at it, because it was mm-hmm. in Utah. And this guy had put up a stripper pole with a, uh, with a skeleton on it. And now it got to the point where some people were complaining about it, other people 
people in the neighborhood were just setting up other skeletons around it like an audience to watch the stripper. Mm-hmm. Some people thought it was really funny. Well, in this case, uh, it, it seems to be not only the lewd out uh, the the the, you know, the lewd display that this guy put up, but also the fact that it happens to be right across the street from a school that has some of the local homeowners a little bit up in arms because there's an elementary school right there. So the way that this is described is that is a display in Lakewood, Oklahoma, just outside Tacoma, or yeah, Lakewood, Washington, just outside Tacoma, features skeletons in various sexual positions, which has led some Idlewild elementary parents to complain that the holiday decorations are, quote, inappropriate. The school says the homeowner has refused its request to take down the display. We don't know what it is. We don't we don't know. We don't have details no. about about this. And of course, the, since the story was on the evening news, uh-huh. uh they they do link to one of the reports, but they were very very careful about what they shot and what they didn't. So mm-hmm. they they don't really give a good indication as to what the lewdness is. Even some of the pictures that go along with the article, all it shows is the top half of one of the skeletons. It's laying on its back, but you don't know what else is going on there. Uh-huh. I have a different version of this that says the administration of the school is now working with the city and police to find a solution. <laughs> what solution? So they want the cops to take care of this? <laughs> I Again, I ask, do the kids know? Like, is it is it the kids that you're worried about or yeah. is it you? See, that's, and that's what I was thinking is if we're talking to elementary school kids, one of two things is possible, Right either the kids are going to know or you know some of the kids are going to know what that's supposed to be mm-hmm. which means you're not opening any doors for them they already know i mean they they may think it's funny um but i don't think you're going to be scarring some kid for life with halloween decorations because <laughs> you know usually when and whether it's with mannequins or uh you know dolls if you will or actual human beings what they talk about in the law is the display of sex organs. Well, there's no organs. It's just bones. It's just yeah. skeletons. So you're not showing anything. So either the kids are going to already know and giggle about it, uh-huh. or they're not going to know, and they're going to go, why is that one skeleton tackling the other one? Yeah. Yeah. The fact that it's just the skeleton is, yes. is the part that matters the most here to me. <laughs> We'll just leave some of the specifics. You can use your imagination. <laughs> but I'm trying to think of, uh, I think most things that we know of, skeletons, would you would not be able to tell immediately. And so what if they giggle? Yeah. Right. So what? Right. Um, it, there's also another line in this story that I absolutely love because where we said the school says that the homeowner has refused its request to take down the display. After all of this became a controversy, the homeowner did add one thing to the display, <laughs> a sign that reads, Dear Karen, challenge accepted. Next year, try polite. <laughs> okay, great. So <laughs> next year, this will be even bigger and more elaborate. Yeah, I, I want to know how you make an obscene display with skeletons. I mean, I know positions mm-hmm. and everything, but still... How is that obscene? Let's go to Bill in Olathe and see what he's thinking. Hey, Bill. How you guys doing? Doing Great. well. What do you think? Uh, depending on the position of the uh, skeleton on the pole, it's 
switch and just go zip tie a fireman helmet on top of it and tell them it's a fireman pole. <laughs> yeah, she's going out to help the community. She's a volunteer fireman. You never know. <laughs> Love it, Bill. Thank you. <laughs> All right. The good news is that after today, it's next year's problem. Yes. So don't worry about it again. But while we're at it, uh, we have a list of the top U.S. cities for vampires. Uh, yeah, and for whatever reason, the Pacific Northwest seems to be the, the place in the country where you want to spend your time. Because according to ABC and Cairo News, uh, Cairo is the big TV station in Seattle, the big radio station too, that Seattle and Portland both rank high on the list of top U.S. cities for vampires. So I have the full list. Uh -huh. in front, I have the top. Uh, they ranked a lot. They ranked a lot. <laughs> um, I don't even see it. Well, Portland's okay. Portland's number seven. Uh -huh. Portland, Oregon. Seattle's number nine. Okay. I have spent a significant amount of time in both of those cities. I This is news to me. Run into any vampires while you were there? Not that I knew oh, yeah. of at the time. <laughs> like right. maybe, maybe they hide. Maybe they're not out and about, but no. They said for, for lair safety, the number of casket suppliers, the share of homes with basements, and a city's historical cloud cover were all examined and ranked. But yeah, because if you're a vampire, you can't go out in the daylight, right? Of course uh, not. I didn't know cloud cover counted. It's like, well, it's it's kind of overcast today. I think it would be safe. Um, deterrence category takes into account multiple metrics. Yeah, so I'm guessing you're probably not going to see a lot of vampires in, like, Miami. You know, City. there's just no yeah. cloud cover there. Um, yeah, they, they said an, an annual per average percentage of sunshine, the number of Christian churches. That's right, because you got to stay away from the, the crucifix and the number of garlic festivals. So Collinsville, Illinois, you're safe. Mm -hmm. You don't have anything to worry about. Yeah, uh, we rank number 58 on the list i haven't seen st louis show up yet and i'm in the i'm in the low 80s here <laughs> okay so 58 is not that high so i guess we're doing okay in terms of vampire proliferation we're we're kind of yeah we're middle of the pack do we want to be high on this list or low on this list uh, well it depends on whether you want to have your neck bitten i guess uh <laughs> Point. The, the bottom the bottom seven cities on the list are all in arizona again sunshine mm -hmm. buckeye arizona came in dead last at number 500 uh, Lawn Love called out that Arizona cities were in the bottom 10 with bountiful sunshine and few basements. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So uh, not only Arizona, but I'm guessing Tampa is going to be way low on the list, too, because you can't build basements there. Okay. Lawn Love is who did that. Yep. That survey. Okay. Real quick here, talking about candy, since it is Halloween. Um, apparently, Parade.com asked for a clarification about how to pronounce Reese's peanut butter cups the Reese's and now that I've been looking at the story for a couple hours mm -hmm. now they both sound wrong to me because I just have both going <laughs> through my head so much um there's a new Halloween commercial narrated by Will Arnett that apparently gets to the bottom of this oh no kidding okay um Parade noted that Reese's sounds like the possessive form of Reese Wither uh her first name and also rhymes with pieces but some peanut buffs pronounce it Reese's Reese's yes I, I but I haven't heard anybody pronounce it Reese's who was over like seven <laughs> here's what I think I do I think I say Reese's peanut butter cup but Reese's pieces oh, I think I make that all odd. one word I know it is <laughs> I know uh, 
I, uh, I always pronounced it the way they pronounced it on the commercials. So, I mean, even the jingle, the old jingle for Reese's Peanut Butter Cups was Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. So yeah, I just figured if they pronounce it that way, they must know what they're doing. Um, There was apparently a lot of debate about it. Wouldn't it be Reese's that Pieces? That not everybody knows that. <laughs> Wouldn't you say, say Reese's Pieces? I mean, to make it rhyme. Yeah. I, I don't claim to make sense ever. <laughs> okay. So, right, yeah. Enough. Yeah, it doesn't. It does because Reese's Pieces. Yeah, th- I, that just doesn't sound right to me. Reese's Pieces sounds better to me. I don't know why. Reese's Pieces is a hinky pinky. I, you know, like I said, doesn't make sense. <laughs> it showed up on a list of best Halloween candy today. That's why I've got the Reese's Pieces in my head. Well, yeah. I just did it right. I think you did just now. Um, yeah, that's what uh, I had a teacher who brought me into that that whole world of like a rhyme is a rhyme, but a rhyme can can exist in words that have different numbers of syllables. Like mm-hmm. Avenue rhymes with blue because they both end in, in the same ooh. But right. if, if it's the same rhyme with all the syllables in a word, there's like there's a hink pink, a hinky pinky, a hinkity pinkity, and then you just kind of go from there. Like that's what the label is on those. <laughs> now my head is spinning. So Reese's Pieces <laughs> is a hinky pinky. <laughs> I'm, 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 my brain now has too many words swirling around that don't make sense together. So that probably means it's it's the end of the show. I'm just trying to confuse everybody. It's Halloween. Come on, it's my prank. No, but that is true. Uh, it is okay. So you're handing out candy. I don't know where I'm gonna be. I need to check in with my friends with kids to see who who needs assistance handing stuff out tonight. Good but luck. any predictions on the best costumes? Oh, most, most I, frequent. I, I'm. I want to. The only thing I'm going to keep track of is how many Travis and Taylors come by the house. That's I think going to be number one. I'm seeing a lot of Barbie through oh, on Twitter yeah. today. And Barbenheimer. That's another mm-hmm. one that people are doing now. That if it's a man and woman going out in costume together, she's dressing as Barbie and he's dressing as Oppenheimer. So we're going to yes. blame Colin for that. <laughs> All right. Uh, happy Halloween. Be safe. Eat well. We'll talk to you tomorrow here on KMBZ. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. 
Check your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.